And I want you to say something clever. Well, you can't just like do that. Uh, uh... Now the time has come to see the show, the show, show, show. Hey, this is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley. You tricked me. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I like to start the show. The show, the show, the show, the show. Um, speaking of snow, um, which is not what I said, Derek is hitting the slopes with Morgan Freeman. So it's just Ashley and I here for... We'll let him pass this time. Yeah, we will. Um, everyone gets a day off when you're seeing like... How many movies are we seeing per day at Sundance? Uh, at least five. Yeah, five a day, <laughs> uh, just powering powering through a bunch of indies. But yeah, this is New Release, a movie podcast with a time-traveling twist, episode 147, number two in our Sundance 03 miniseries consisting of two <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Woo! Yay! Yep. So American Splendor was number one, and All the Real Girls is number two. Wait, I wasn't supposed to say that. Oh, no. It's okay. Yeah. Spoilers we'll <laughs> for what's in the title. Ashley, when the heck are we this week? Well, in case you didn't hear, we're watching All the Real Girls. <laughs> <laughs> and I also said 03. So. And we're also in 2003, um, middle of January, Sundance season, which you also mentioned. Um, and we're seeing a billion of fil- billion films, which I mentioned. And we're shopping with Ben and J-Lo, going to like a lot of parties. Um, and we're practically best friends with Polly Shore, but it's getting kind of exhausting. <laughs> yeah. So, um, he's a well, lot. It's, I'm sure it's exhausting for him as well, based on this. Yeah. By the way, I'm having sex with Justin and Brittany at the same time. <laughs> so I just I thought I'd let you guys know that. Both of them are having sex with them. Both oh, of them. Okay. All right, Polly. <laughs> I guess we are okay. back on our adult. Um, <laughs> bandwagon here <laughs> yeah okay well that was um the wheeze and um i don't think he's seen a single movie yet but that has, doesn't stop him from being here yep <laughs> this is like the tail end of his late 90s run um where he was like a pretty relevant movie star for a couple years yeah a couple of terrible movie years there's no morgan freeman No, definitely not a Morgan Freeman. (laughs) Well, Ashley, um, what are we going to see and talk about this week that we haven't already (laughs) mentioned? All the real girls. Uh, But the poster, really quick, is Zoe Deschanel and Paul Schneider Schneider, cuddling. um, And it's just love is a puzzle. These are the pieces. That's it. No relation to another Polly Shore-like figure, right? Yeah, no relation. Spelled differently. So yeah, okay. Or Snyder's pretzels, no relation as well. Ah, but there is there is pretzel talk in this movie. Yeah, that's true. I could use some pretzels right now. I know, despite the fact that they (laughs) expand in my stomach and turn into fat. Yeah, that's okay. You're not sorry. No, I know that because you're not smart enough to be sorry. Have you ever seen an animal make a mistake? I love you. Why would you say that? What is wrong with you? I just want to be like she never existed. No, you don't. I can tell you that right now. Okay, let's leave on a high note. I know. The whole trailer (laughs) is depressing. (laughs) Um, 
the guy who is um we gotta get the character names here let me pull up some 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 notes um so paul schneider's character um his uncle who we heard at the end of that did not Mm -hmm. commit suicide in this movie which um was (laughs) was <laughs> i'm just saying on the depressing front there's some very like it seemed like some of the characters were um something tragic was gonna gonna happen like yeah. looming over the movie uncle leland um mm-hmm. paul is paul's uncle um zoe deschanel plays noel uh, do you remember danny mcbride's character's name bust ass bust ass <laughs> yeah it's technically um god oh shit it's a girl's uh, name candy no, it's like a oh they mentioned it and I was like, oh, that's why he doesn't go by that. Yeah. Candy? I don't know. <laughs> um so yeah, this is uh I'm really glad we saw this. So we talked about American Splendor last week, which since we left you has won the top prize at Sundance. It's the most celebrated or you know, like it, it won the the overall um best movie award for the festival. This movie isn't getting quite as much um, buzz, but I think it like this epitomizes what independent Sundance style storytelling and filmmaking is like. There's some really beautiful poetic um, shots in this movie. Mm -hmm. There's some really like slow, contemplative, um, maybe overly wrought dialogue. There's some loose, improvised yeah. <laughs> random ass shit that Danny McBride <laughs> says. Um, there's there's bicep guns. Um, <laughs> Danny McBride is just an absolute delight. But mm-hmm. um, to some degree, so is Paul, the main character. Yeah. Um, and Zoe Deschanel is, I mean, I don't know when the Manic Pixie Dream Girl um, uh, trope and fad kind of peaked. Uh, mm-hmm. Garden State comes one year after this and this movie actually reminded me a lot of of garden state like when they're in the the bowling alley and it's Mm -hmm. just like this this artistically framed shot and he's like um bent over at a 90 90 degree angle at her waist (laughs) for the whole scene um well then he tells her to turn around and he dances really funny behind her which is very cute oh my god so many good dance sequences there's yeah. the the hospital clown dance oh my gosh yeah <laughs> um but i don't know what did you think of like this type of quiet indie storytelling um so i'm glad i watched it i thought it was good but it was a little too slow for me okay it's a little like doesn't have a lot to offer it's very um predictable storyline mm. yeah yeah, so I mean, it was. I didn't mind it, and I like the I liked the cast and the characters, but I just overall didn't really didn't really grab me. I I think the places where I noticed it most is in the the more serious kind of um, intimate scenes, um, where the characters are just literally talking so slow. I've been watching, yeah. rewatching Gilmore Girls, so maybe I'm watching Gilmore Girls too. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, what? Uh, where are you at in it? Well, we just kind of watch random episodes. So okay, yeah. Not in order. I'm, I'm almost to the end of season five, so I'm actually okay. going to be nearing um, nearing the end in a month or so. But yeah, so maybe my brain is a little bit um, conditioned for that type of dialogue or filmmaking where there's quicker cuts and mm-hmm. more f- visual like flair. 
I thought yeah. they were really beautiful shots of the the scenery. This is filmed in Asheville, North Carolina, and another part of North Carolina. So there's this kind of like rural mountain. Um, in the fall too. Yeah, it's really pretty. Yeah, it it is. But I, I I will agree with you on like some of the the dialogue scenes. They just kind of like aimlessly mm-hmm. meander, and you start to you start to feel like a little restless. Yeah, and I've been watching at Gilmore Girls, Modern Family, and Midnight Club. Sure. So a lot quicker. <laughs> yeah, whip whip smart style yeah. banter in the in those. The thing that I really appreciate about this, um, so. Uh, I've been a longtime fan of uh, David Gordon Green, who most recently made the new uh, Hall- Halloween franchise um, oh, interesting. Uh, trilogy. Okay. But he's worked with Danny McBride basically since film school. And he directed and and, co- and wrote on Eastbound and Righteous Gemstones. And they've just oh. been um, collaborative partners for a long time. Pineapple Express, like some of the stuff... Um, that I, your highness <laughs> that I'm naming, like <laughs> he either wrote or directed or both, but like, mm-hmm. and he's made indie films um, for a long time as well. This one, Prince uh, Avalanche, the Emil Hirsch movie. I don't know if you mm. ever saw that. I haven't um, even heard of it. No. Yeah. So I've always, I've always liked his, his filmmaking. And of course, Dan McBride is <laughs> up to like, this is a little more of a subdued performance by Kenny Power yeah. standards. But, but still, for the movie, it, like it's, he's the most like standout character, in yeah. his personality. So yeah, um, but I got a little, I got a little lost there. Uh, what I was trying to say is that the dialogue isn't Gilmore Girls esque level of polish. It's completely in the other direction of naturalistic. Yeah. I mean, you know, like even if Danny McBride is a little more funny and and witty than in most people mm-hmm. they everything like exists in this realm of real realistic enough character uh interactions yeah and they seem like sometimes when they're having dialogue that they're like bumbling through it which makes yeah. it seem like real <laughs> so well and they probably are like um improvising or kind of like letting the the actors just just um banter when they're talking about i think this was one of your favorite moments um, when Dan McBride and, and Zoe Deschanel's Noel character is talking about like favorite breakfast foods or something. <laughs> oh no, that's not my favorite. Well, is that not part of the conversation though? But you can, no. yeah, you can read. Dan McBride's favorite. not even in it. Oh, it's okay. Sorry, she's just talking to the main, the other main character, gotcha. and she says, and it's really cute. Um, shoot. Da, 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 da. She and Zoe Deschanel said, or Noel says, I had a dream that you built a garden on a trampoline, and I was so happy I invented peanut butter. And I just thought that was really <laughs> cute. But I think that quote alone is like quintessential, like Sundance indie flick. Yep. Like it's just like so like interesting and weird and relatable. Um, that made that alone made me like like oh this movie is like I'm pretty I think I'm into it. And then it kind of went downhill from there for me. <laughs> sure. I mean. Basically, the the key word is probably quirk, and she yeah. has always been the queen of quirk. Mm-hmm. And Sundance is like uh, was created to to spotlight independent voices and unique voices. In this movie, it feels. I mean, I haven't read a lot of interviews or anything with the filmmakers, um, but mm-hmm. like. Obviously, this is their life. Like they're yeah. they're taking their friendship dynamics in this small town and capturing them as best they can in the context of 
some like so what's the central you know drama of this is a movie after all so what's the story and what's the central tension here so the main character what's his name i always forget his real name uh, his real name or his name in the movie <laughs> it's Paul. Okay, so Paul it's, is kind of this Paul like... Paul and both. <laughs> oh, perfect. That's easy. Um, so Paul is just this kind of guy who has a lot of one-night stands and never makes a connection with any woman and then treats them pretty poorly. And then he starts hanging out with one of his, or his best friend's little sister um, who he starts to really like, like care for and they spend a lot of time together. And she's a virgin, so they don't have sex. Yep. Um, and they just spend like a lot of time together and he stops sleeping with other people and he's like changing his life for her essentially. And then she ends up fucking it up by having sex with someone at a lake house when she's at like her friend's thing. Yeah. And ruins their whole relationship. Yeah. So I'm really, really curious. Like, um, yeah, he's been with 26 women by the age of 22. Everyone in this movie is clearly like 40, but you know, they're yeah. playing 22 year olds. She is yeah. <laughs> 18. Oh, wait, he's 22 or 20. How old is yeah, he? In the... His 22. His character's 22. Oh, I thought he was like way older. Okay. That yeah. makes me seem less weird. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But she's, she's coming home from boarding school. So let's just say she, she graduated. She's talking about college. She, let's just say she's 18. She's, yeah. Um, she's 18. Um, so like, yeah, the age gap isn't huge, but the experience level is is huge because she went to an all girls boarding boarding school and mm-hmm. and has pretty much no um romantic uh relationships. Yeah. And so like the fact that his whole character is defined by his small town charm. He's small, he's charming enough for basically I guess he's the most appealing guy in in town. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know how else he would sleep with 26 women without ever leaving. <laughs> right <laughs> city limits but um so the brother tip who's his best friend of course because it's like you know <laughs> there's 12 people in the in the town uh yep. <laughs> takes issue for good reason i mean right. yeah they're they're both like they're both partners are wingmen partners in crime and they mm-hmm. know everything about each other's history so like how did how did you feel about the way this conflict plays out like obviously she screwed up but like was his reaction justified uh i mean i think what i don't even know like they were hanging out a lot i don't even know if they were like officially dating i couldn't really you know but i think the fact that he intentionally didn't sleep with her because she was a virgin and they were like taking it slow and then she went and just ruined that yeah with some random person like i think reacting to that is understandable but I think that if I were in his position, I'd forgive and like try and get past it and see because it seemed like yeah. they had a really good connection, like a special connection. And the guy that she slept with, like she never saw again. Um, it, however, yeah, she started exactly. hanging out with Danny McBride's character a lot, and I didn't love that. It made me like really not like Zoe Deschanel, so or Noel. She so. she was a little bit. I mean, uh, she was either aloof. So the fact that, like, let's just assume it was a completely platonic relationship, even though he clearly liked her. Yeah. Um, she was either doing it knowing that he would be jealous or mm-hmm. the way she kind of plays it, the character plays it, is that she didn't think it was weird at all, that they were just yeah. friends and he's really funny, um, but she doesn't like him like that. And we, I mean, I believe her in the mm-hmm. fact that she didn't like him, but... um 
there's no way for her to assume or not to assume that other that he would uh, be jealous and and be upset by the fact that she's spending all this time with yeah one of his best friends. Yeah, it's it was strange. I didn't I didn't like. And he knows his best friend is into her because he complimented her boobs earlier. Well, and he talked directly to her and said something like. Oh, like when you're done with him, like I have a waterbed. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, you're terrible. And they start well, hanging out. So, uh. and he like, I, I love the extended scene where he's asking her, like, if she can't have her first choice in town, <laughs> right? which is obviously Paul, who yeah. would her second choice be? And she can't and she choose herself. Answer. Like, be to yeah. be alone. <laughs> yeah. She won't answer. And then he finally gets to the point of like, Okay, well, what about a preacher or me? Yeah, <laughs> and like then that's the scene the just cuts. The... <laughs> yeah, like there's a lot of funny um, cuts mm-hmm. in the in the movie because I have a feeling one, it just like punctuates a, a kind of aimless scene with mm-hmm. a, a a nice out, but also they're probably just filming like a ton of extra footage, and so they yeah. can just cut. Uh, there's no need to get to a certain point. It's all mm-hmm. just character and and kind of relationship building. So yeah. whenever they want to just cut away to some, <laughs> you know, footage of the, the flowing water or the billowing smoke from the, the mill, they, yeah. can, <laughs> they can do it. The fibers in the air or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I, I mean, I, I really once I adjusted to the pace of the movie, it, it almost it kind of forces you to reset your movie viewing expectations, mm-hmm. um, which is part of the reason we went to Sundance and that people go to festivals like this is to see things that aren't, um, you know, American Splendor was such a breath of yeah. fresh air and by no means was like a mainstream um, commercial movie, mm-hmm. but like it, the filmmaking feels like commercial compared to this. Right. <laughs> and I thought, I think that if I'd watched this first and then American Splendor, my view would be a little bit different. It's just American Splendor. I thought was so good. And then I went to this one. I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah and then you went to four more mo- i mean then we went to you know yeah another and they, got, they get worse and worse I'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah then it like beckham can can suck it um no can't um, wait to watch that officially yeah it's gonna be great um and this is danny mcbride's film debut by the way oh really mm-hmm. so when did foot fist way come out um because i think he made that, that with came out way after um, with um gordon oh that's that's 2006, 2006. yeah yeah. So I've always um and that's directed so I'm I'm like I'm conflating a lot of um his, his other key collaborators Jody Hill mm-hmm. uh who he's who co-created uh Eastbound with him and so I'm I think David Gordon Green has more a stat like had a career um telling stories outside of Danny McBride <laughs> but mm-hmm. they frequently overlap and mm-hmm. Danny McBride and Jody Hill all of the TV shows I think they've kind of like co created together um gotcha his name so. is tracy tracy that's right i think that just yep, came to me that I sounds that sounds right uh, yep. let's play a little clip of um paul and mary margaret Beth. is that her name no yeah mary you're Beth? right mary margaret mm, it might be mary margaret the whole v and then they hit the ground and they just kind of curled up you ever fucking see that have you ever seen a mistake in nature? Have you ever seen an animal make a mistake? Oh, so, man. 
I want to play that scene because um, this is a scene where he's um, processing um, mm-hmm. slash getting wasted after the news of um, Zoe Deschanel's character cheating on him. Well, whatever. Um, sleeping with someone else. Yeah. And she comes into the bar with McBride. He's talking to this woman who he's slept with before. Um, and then Tip also told him earlier in the movie that he had slept with her um and 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 anyway he's just like falling into his his worst fuckboy habits it seems like and also just kind of using her to vent um Mm -hmm. she for her part doesn't really stand for it she doesn't get up from the bar stool which would have been one way to get away but she's not she's not into it whatsoever but captured in all of that um complicated dynamic is some real profundity i think like i i don't know there's little nuggets like you like there's dream there's nuggets of poetry like like mm-hmm. you read quirky poetry like you read earlier and then there's yeah. things like have you ever seen an animal make a mistake and how um disturbing of an image that is like a bird flying into a window is an obvious one but yeah. like animal stumbling yeah. yeah like um that's that is that I don't know that was just like a moment that that stuck with me there's a mm-hmm. lot of little things like that in the movie yeah they're definitely like some gems throughout um it's just it was tough for me yeah it's still tough but yeah like that scene was really good and even her even Noel talking about her like accident with like the boat right and I think the reason he so the reason he shared that information with Mary Beth or whatever was because he was like trying to share something with someone that he never told anyone just like Noel did to him to make him feel better, but clearly it did not work. Exactly. And then he like sees himself as this wounded animal or, or, or something yeah. and slams a, a beer mug down and storms off. Like, yeah. The and then drives home with it, drives his uncle home. Yeah. Yeah. I know he's drunk and can't drive. And yet his yeah. uncle is the one or is sitting in the passenger seat. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised. I was like, Oh, <laughs> yeah. there, there, that reminded, that reminds me of the, like, the um, racetrack scene where he's driving his mom's yeah. like beat up car around a racetrack and getting lapped uh-huh. <laughs> repeatedly by the actual <laughs> like uh, dirt racing cars. Um, yeah. And his friends in the seat and he's like, you go a little faster. They're about to lap you. And it's just like constantly getting lapped. And just... Yeah. That's just like him blowing off steam or mm-hmm. whatever. And like capturing the small town attitude of they're like always tinkering with their car, but like going nowhere basically yeah. they're putting mothballs in the gas because they think that'll speed it up for some reason yep yep so let's talk about him and uh, his relationship with patricia clarkson who plays his mom um, who's the the father's not in the picture did he die or leave we don't know i don't know i'm not sure yeah um so he lives um with his mom and um at one point tries to claim that he's staying there for her but mm-hmm. we don't really have any evidence that he has any other options. So yeah, yep. <laughs> they have a very strange relationship, though. I don't know if you have anything to say about that. Yeah, it's a bit unsettling. Only in the sense of every time they're in a room together, I'm just I just feel uncomfortable and I feel bad for both of them. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, she basically works as a clown at like a hospital to try and cheer up kids. And the scene that really got me was when he forgot about. She wanted to go to this kid's birthday party and he was four hours late with the car and she met and she tried to bike there to see him and like the kid had already gone to bed. And I was like, man, her son's so shitty. 
And yep. then she, and then there's another scene. It's like every time they're together, it's like super emotional. It's everyone they're dancing. Um, but it's just, yeah, it's hard to watch. And I feel really bad for both of them. Yeah. Well, there's like a, a level of, um, intimacy and, and physical, uh, comfort with each other that is mm-hmm. disturbing, but like, yeah. there's also the same level of emotional vulnerability that mm-hmm. they, that they express towards each other. It's ultimately, I don't think the movie is trying to make it creepy at all. No, I mean, well, I, I shouldn't that. say at all. Like they're not trying to imply anything that we don't see on yeah. screen. It's just, it's uncomfortable to see someone that like <laughs> vulnerable, um, mm-hmm. with their parent and it goes both ways. And she's clearly been struggling, um, yeah. with being alone and copes by doing something very, uh, meaningful and, and, and sweet, for mm-hmm. for others you know cheering up sick children with her her clown um makeup the creepy clown get up yeah but i mean she's like do you, do you think this is what <laughs> what i wanted out of my life no yeah i used to be beautiful and she slaps him and yeah he tells her later that like it hurt but i needed it and mm-hmm. they they have a lot of ultimately sweet tender moments yeah. um but it's it's kind of Everything in the movie is just a little off um, yeah. <laughs> in a way that makes you unsettled, but also makes the movie a little more like the opening kiss <laughs> with Zoe um, with Noel and Paul. Oh, yeah. The hand. Like, and then... He kind of makes out with her hand. Yeah. And it's very slow and drawn out. And, and... Yeah, it's uncomfortable. And that's yeah. how it starts. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I enjoy that kind of like offbeat tone mm-hmm. but it definitely tests your uh stamina yeah <laughs> as it as it goes on and she kept like doing this like shush thing and i was just like can you stop doing that right Weird. yeah i mean it's funny with her she's become such a, a a big you know star with with new girl and we forgot to mention that um, paul is probably most known from parks and rec but not as a core character like she is on on new girl so her mm-hmm. profile has gotten so much bigger since this movie and so now we kind of like know the zoe deschanel um archetype yeah. and yep. seeing her playing that kind of like seeing the early signs of it is interesting yeah and she's really good and like she does a great job it's just yeah i don't know yeah i don't know this movie is mm-hmm. weird <laughs> it is i mean i could pretty much end it on that <laughs> no i um uh, i was really excited to kind of like see something with a different a different leisurely pace and it accomplished Mm -hmm. that but uh (laughs) yeah it's it's not quite as i don't think it has quite the legacy of some of the other movies that we're seeing at the film festival aside from the creators and some of the core cast um Mm -hmm. they will continue to do interesting things for years to come i i'm going out on a limb and predicting now (laughs) do we have a um sponsor by chance yeah, yeah, we're gonna um like we did last week. We are seeing so many movies that we're gonna save time um and skip rank the blank. It'll be back next week, but in the meantime, we do have another sponsor. Ski Park City, Utah, for five days for only two hundred eighty-six dollars. <laughs> this terrific oh, wow. Park City package includes lodging, daily lift tickets, trip Whoa. insurance, and round trip airfare on Pretty Western good. Airlines yeah. to Salt Lake City. Five days of skiing at Park City for just $72 more than round-trip coach airfare alone. Western has five flights daily. 
To book this and other economical ski packages, call any Ask Mr. Foster travel service office. Ask. So you heard that? You heard it here. Call any missed. <laughs> Ask Mr. Foster travel service um, to book your package. I'm sure they will still be honoring their deal from 1981 um, where we dug up that commercial for our um, Park City Chamber of Commerce sponsorship this week. And just to um, today, if you wanted to go skiing in 2023, it'd be $224 just for a one day ticket. There you go. So, so great deal. <laughs> great deal. Yeah. Um, get on ask Mr. Foster pronto. <laughs> All right, Ashley, let's um, wrap this sucker up by yep. um, doing some of our closeout activities here. Um, what do we got? All right. So <clears throat> would you consider all the real girls a new release or old news based on remake potential? If you want more, <laughs> see more of it, uh, <laughs> legacy standards. What do you think? I mean, we were unanimous last week on American Splendor. That was that was easy. This one really this one really pushes me to the limit because what what do I want out of a new release? Like, does it need to feel resonant today? I think it checks that box. Um Mm is it something I would enthusiastically recommend? Not necessarily. Um is it does it have any kind of it does have the legacy of the the actors and the the creators and the filmmakers for sure. So like mm-hmm. as a as a time capsule um <laughs> origin for for some of them that's that's worth recommending. So I don't know. I'll let you go first. I'm really torn on this one. Um okay, well <clears throat> I'm going to say it's old news just okay. because I, I it just doesn't really yeah, it's not a movie I would recommend to anyone. Um <laughs> What about me? Not even a movie I'd recommend to you. It's just not something I really enjoyed. So for me, it's old news. And it's something that I feel like we're going to see a lot of movies like this at Sundance that are better. Ooh, okay. So that's why I'm going to say it's old news. Maybe you kind of talked me into it. I was going to just... My reflexive response was like, I want to say new release. But the only reason we're doing this kind of recommendation or this kind of like label here is to give it our um, stamp of approval to, mm-hmm. for other people to watch it. And uh, I feel like it has to be affirmatively in that camp. Like if it's, if I'm just neutral, I always yeah. say like, Oh, I wouldn't tell anyone not to watch it. If you're like a Danny <laughs> McBride completist right. and you want to see everything he's ever been in by all means, this is, this is vintage Danny McBride. <laughs> so seek it out, but I'm not going to proactively go around telling people to watch this I, I will have like a tinge if for some reason on a podcast or in conversation this movie comes up i'll be happy i'll remember fondly upon the times that i saw it <laughs> but i'm not gonna like go out of my way to recommend it so i guess we got a, a two for two old news sorry old news for all the real girls all right so the next topic is how early aughts on a scale of zero to 103 is all the real girls right now we have city of god with 55 and american splendor with 65 yep. is this going to be 75 <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i mean we're really coming up with an interesting baseline for this yeah. we talked last week about like maybe soon we'll be we'll be getting to some movies that actually um epitomize the early aughts but 
so far, oh for three. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the actors, I guess. It's not like their peak was no. early aughts, but this is the start of an ascent. So there's that. Um, but the the setting and the dreamlike quality, it's intentionally kind of behind the times like 90 80s um, 90s yeah i mean it's well it's present day but like the, right the setting the, the the small town life is like a town that time left behind yeah <laughs> everyone's yep. still working at the mill so mm-hmm. that tells you pretty much every everything you need to know people can't leave um it's it's sort of a dead end existence yeah. um but that they find beauty in i shouldn't make it sound too depressing right <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if this is more like the filmmaking in American Splendor feels more um, forward thinking than this. Yeah. This feels like a like for me, like I think of the movie Badlands and Terrence Mm -hmm. Malick, who did Tree of Life, like this, like these like beautiful, like sun drenched um, cinematography uh styles. So I I don't know. It almost it almost feels like it's inspired by an earlier time of filmmaking too well just throw out a number because i'm not okay. sure 40s yeah 45 uh, 45 <laughs> it is all right we got the <laughs> range of five 55 65 um so each each week when we watch a movie we take something from that movie and then we sell it in our gift shop right now we have the new release comic book which is selling like hotcakes um it's really sweet so you guys check it out you can actually see what we look like which is pretty cool Mm-hmm. or variations of what we look like um and we also have the grab bag with guns and other sharp objects you yep. never know what you're gonna get what should we sell from this movie that's a tough one a, um, a fall snow globe <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that means um well, like let's... a snow globe but you shake and it's like fall leaves and stuff oh, okay beautiful, like setting. there's no there's no snow, snow in there no it's just um, but they're still called snow globes without the snow. yeah Maybe air fresheners. Oh, so you can like <laughs> you can smell like the movie. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I was just picturing like the air fresheners that are shaped like leaves. Oh yeah, that's perfect. So all the real girls air freshener. It sounds kind of like a serial killer thing, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, Do they smell like us, or they smell like the movie? I guess they smell like new release. They smell like a new a, a brand new new release from two thousand three. Yeah. Great year. For great year for really smells, smells. Yeah. <laughs> um, i so. i know we we um we've already we're in wrap-up mode here but we didn't talk about the ending of the movie at all oh yeah we did not. So there's 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 two endings there's one where they sort of decide to work things out um so there's a happy end were you comfortable and okay with them with the movie ending with them wanting to be together I couldn't really tell if that's how it was going, even though I watched it. I was like, "Is are that does that mean they're going to be friends or if they're actually going to well, like... Actually, you're right. You know what? I, I got confused and then I got distracted because the the end scene with the him out on the water with his dog is so is so fun and, and beautiful. Um, and it that's made like me the... think that he was choosing his dog over her, like he was with spending time with his dog and not her. So it was the last time mind. we see them together. He goes over, he dresses up, he combs his hair. Yeah. He goes to knock on her door. And Danny McBride's finger hands are completely covered. In, <laughs> and he's, and apparently, he makes mac and cheese just with his bare hands. <laughs> so he comes out of the kitchen, and and um, and so Paul runs off and punches the window out of the car. 
Um, yeah. But she comes out there and kind of, yeah, you're right. I, I actually don't I don't know. think they end up together. I didn't Which get is, a feeling that okay. they were going to repair. Okay, well, I think that's good. I think that the, the key takeaway from their relationship for both of them should be like, they he was trying to make himself better for her, but that's not the reason to do it. And right. if and if a future if future her comes along, then he'll be hopefully in a in a better place to mm-hmm. be a relationship partner. And for her, there should be a several future hymns <laughs> before yeah, she settles a, down. She needs to figure out like what she wants in order to yeah, be happy. Exactly. She needs yeah. to go off to college, um, join some drum circles. Yeah. Um, whatever else she mentioned and, uh, and grow, you know, like find, uh, find herself before. And write bad girl poetry. Is what Cause I mean, like. I think that's what was so frustrating about the movie is like, why is she so convinced that he's like the perfect partner from her other than the fact that she's just never had one. I think that's what it is. She yeah. went to the all girl school. She doesn't really know. He's very nice to her. Right. That's pretty much Yeah, he it. listens. He's like the first, the only person that's ever listened that she's wanted to talk to for more than five seconds, she says. Five minutes, but yeah. Yeah. Um, either way. <laughs> <laughs> for 17 hours. Um, but yeah, so I don't think they end up together. And then he ends up like hanging out with his dog and trying to teach his dog how to swim. And it's very cute. It's a very cute scene. Yeah. I thought that the movie, um, one of the people that we were watching it with, um, Meg, uh, friend of the podcast uh guest of Die Hard episode um was like i think i'm starting to like this movie <laughs> and then the credits <laughs> it <rolled>. <laughs> well it's good <laughs> to end on a high note for her yeah that's nice um okay well i wanted to mention that because we just kind of glossed over it and the and yeah. the dog scene is 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 super cute yeah it is okay um, um okay. well get your air fresheners they smell like a wet 2003 dog Perfect. Great. <laughs> um, so what are we watching next week? Are we, more Sundance films? I think you only mentioned we're going to doing two this week. Yeah, we, we, we watched a ton, but we didn't want to drag out the um, uh, Sundance miniseries for too long because we've really got to get back to the mainstream cinema for mm-hmm. a thrilling <laughs> sequel to, I don't know, one of the most influential horror movies of the early aughts. <laughs> Yeah, is that fair yeah. to say a yeah, horror um, franchise that um, sticks with you forever. Yep. And <laughs> um, the sequel is no exception. So let's watch the trailer for Final Destination 2. Warning this movie is as real as it gets. Hold on tight. <laughs> it will scare the pants off you. Prepare. Oh my god. <laughs> That's some shirtless Devin Sawa. Nice. I hope you're ready for this. Yeah, they don't say the two, the two. Draws oh, it's just draws. Oh, okay. Yeah. The scream. Nice. Yeah. I'm oh excited. I before we even knew which year we were uh uh time traveling to uh, a few months ago, I started rewatching the whole Final Destination <laughs> series. I've only watched three of them so far, so I'll That's be <laughs> revisiting two and then watching four, which is just called the Final Destination, I believe. And then there's a five, and we might even be getting one in present to oh, really? present two thousand um, twenty three, but I'm not one hundred percent sure on that. I think they are 
somehow rebooting it again. I mean, I guess it's been 20 years since the sequel. So it's time. Nice. I'm excited for it. Can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, if you want to hear our thoughts on a movie that actually does embody Mm -hmm. the early aughts, then you should subscribe to the podcast by searching new release on Spotify or Apple or any other podcast platform. Ashley. That's a cute pup. (laughs) Good one. demonstrates the pace of the movie. Yep. Well. Sea of teeth. <laughs> By Sparkle Horse. <laughs>